everyone. I'm Hope Lehman. I'm Camila Richardson. And I'm Marisol Catchings. And welcome to Just Be, a podcast by and for Black women entrepreneurs. Let's get it cracking. Hi everyone, it's Just Be Podcast here for a special edition with Hope. <laughs> I love the sound effects. Um, it's here with Hope and Camila. And we have a special guest with us here who will introduce themselves. I'm Elisha Greenwell. I'm the founder of the Black Joy Parade. The first one is happening next Sunday, February 25th, 2018, in Oakland, California. Yay! Yay! Can you give us a little bit of your background, where you grew up, and... Yeah, so I'm from Northern California. I grew up in Sacramento area, a little bit by Seaside as well, if you're familiar with uh, Monterey area. I went to UC Santa Barbara. Um, I moved to the Bay Area after college, uh, so 2004. And then I lived here about seven years in East Oakland. And then I left. I'm in advertising. I've always been in advertising. It's always been my career. I'm a strategist, if anyone knows what that even means, who even that word is so overused, but I'm a strategist in advertising. And then I um, moved to Portland to work um, on Nike at Wyden and Kennedy. And then I moved to Los Angeles to work on Target and Starbucks. And then I moved back here to work at Facebook, which is where I work full time. Um, and I moved back to Oakland March of last year. So it's always, almost been a year now. Um, I think that I'm home for good now. You know, it felt like coming back to Oakland, I was coming home. Yeah. And now that I'm back, I don't see myself going anywhere else. It was meant to be. Yeah. Okay. One, what part of Sacramento are you from? Or Roseville. Ah! Do you know where Roseville is? I'm it's like, are you from Roseville? Because that's super random. I'm from South Sacramento. Okay. Roseville is <laughs> which, like. Well, which is the north, yes. It's like, well, you know, I think it's a little more diverse than when I was growing up. But growing up, I was one of two black kids in my high school wow. class. There's a pretty big Hispanic population, but um, my mom is not black. My mom is Asian. There wasn't any Asian people um, or black people. So that's why when I moved to Oakland, it felt like home. I felt like I was mm. not only finding people that look like me and um, I was comfortable with and made me feel welcomed, but also just understanding what blackness is and all of its variety because I was one of those kids because I didn't grow up around a lot of black people. The media is all I really had, the media and my family. Um, and that's really limited, right? Um, where when you grow up or just in a city like Oakland, such a diversity, you get to see that range of diversity. And um, I don't take that for granted at all because I went 17 years without it. So. Oh, yeah. Aww. I went to, I live, I grew up in South Sacramento and then I went to high school in Davis and there's only one high school in Davis. So it's like a teen, I say it was a teen movie. It literally was. <laughs> <laughs> there's a teen movie that actually stole our mascot for the film, Easy A, the Blue Devils. It's like actually, my mascot. The Blue Devils? Blue, yeah, my mascot mm. was the Blue Devils. Yeah, it's like a real life reality. It's like blue eyed devil. Um, it was Easy A. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, so I when I came to Oakland, I was like, I would I would have so many things. Uh, I probably would need less therapy if I yeah. <laughs> was out here. But you know, when you're when you're young, you don't even know what you don't know. Like I had a very happy childhood. I can't complain. My parents are wonderful. I'm really close to my brother and sister. Um, I I was confused, but you're. Con- 
you're always confused. You're a kid, right? Um, and you know something's missing, but you don't know what that is. And it is until you find it. You're like, oh, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels yeah. like to come to a place where you feel accepted and warm and loved and all that stuff. You know, do you guys watch This Is Us? No, I do. Well, I don't. I've, I've seen I, I can't spoil it for you, but there is a scene that's about that. The kid okay. grows up in a really white neighborhood, and then he goes and visits an HBCU, and he's like eyes wide open, and it's just a, it's a yeah. The, is that the main, the young brother? Yeah, the adopted guy. Yeah. Um, His story is really powerful. It's like a feeling you can't even describe to people oh. when you walk into a space and you're like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I feel loved here. You know. That's so interesting because when you said that you came back to Oakland a year ago, I was going to ask you, do you feel that it's changed or does it feel different to you? I mean, has it, has it not changed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you it's know definitely, I mean? like, <laughs> no, it's definitely changed. But no, when you said you were like, oh, when I came back to Oakland, I felt like I was at home. Whereas yeah. for me, I was born and raised in Oakland. And now when I look at it, I feel not at yeah. home. No, so, so I mean, when I came back to Oakland, when I came back to Oakland, I wanted it to feel like home. Okay. So when I very first moved here after college, it felt like home. I'd never lived here. Yeah. Then I came back last March. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the same feeling at all. I was really, so I took the job at Facebook being like, this is a great opportunity, but I'd never worked for a big company. I've never worked for a tech company. So that was sort of like, okay, let me try this. But mostly like, oh, I get to move back to Oakland. Like I get to move back to what felt like home. And then I came back and it wasn't that feeling. It was exactly what you're saying. I remember I got off on the 19th BART station and I was like, where am I? <laughs> like, you know, and um, it's not even just the faces that you see that they're, you know, the the lack of brown and black faces, but also some of the restaurants and institutions and like things that we used to like and cherish and were part of the DNA here just seem to be missing or not supported, lack of resources. Um, yeah, I have that same feeling. And it was so much of the inspiration for the Black Joy Parade, to be honest. So. Oh, that was my next question. Yes. Which is, could you describe the Black Joy Parade for us? Yes. And why Oakland? Yeah, so the reasons we're talking about is why Oakland. I came back and was like, oh my gosh, Oakland gave so much to me. It helped me understand my black identity and my black joy and what that, that beauty meant in my life. And then to come back and feel like it was missing um, or dwindling, you know, at the very least, um, I just, I believe that there's a handful of amazing and strong black cities in this country, Atlanta being one of them, we're just talking about Atlanta, Harlem, right? Um, I think Oakland is one of those cities, it's always been one of those cities, but I do think we're at a moment where it could not be one of those cities in the yeah. very near future. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have to work hard to make sure that we maintain the black culture here and not just, just brown and black, just diversity within our community. It, it made Oakland what it is today. And we can't let that fall away. Like we can't let them sterilize Oakland in that way. So that's why Oakland, because it's inspiring a black community, a black community inspiring and a community that needs it. Um, so what was the second question? What is Black Joy Parade? It's a parade. <laughs> it's an actual parade, which is crazy because people ask me all the time, like, it's a parade. But I think that we don't have parade culture on the West Coast like we do in the mm -hmm. South and um, in other parts yes. of the world and Latin America. So to just remind people, like, you know, it's an actual parade. We're actually going to be in the streets. Like, we're actually going to be gathering and moving, right? Um, yeah, so there, right now, I think there's like 50 people, by people, I mean like groups signed up to be in it, everywhere from like car clubs and motorcycle clubs to dance troops to stilt walkers to nonprofits to some sponsors are coming out. Um, 
companies, we have schools and choirs, and um, we're all going to go down the streets together um, and just celebrate and just be happy. So much of the Black Joy Parade is about positivity. Um, there's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. Just some stuff to talk about. <clears throat> um, and we gather a lot to fight those things. Um, we get together a lot to resist the sadness and the inequities, and we need to. Um, but that's heavy. It's hard on us. It's hard on me. You know, you you put so much energy and time and resources into that. Um, and all that energy, time, and resource takes away from celebrating who we are and being positive about what we do have, what we have accomplished, all the love that exists in our community. And um, this, is not a, this is not a march. This is not out to resist or push against anything. We do that a lot. We spend a lot of time doing that. This is a thing to come out and be yourself and be free and creative and together. And um, nothing is asked of you but to just come. That's it. I love that. And I also love the title of it, The Black Joy Parade. <laughs> and I have so many questions about why you chose that as the title for this parade. And then my second question is, when was a moment that you felt pure black joy for yourself that you were like, this need, everybody needs to feel this? <laughs> yeah. So the name, I'm actually curious what you guys might have called it because the name seems obvious now, but it was not obvious. Like when we first, when I first saw the city, I was like, we should have a parade for black people. And I was calling it the parade for black people. Like, cause I like <laughs> didn't have a name. I was like, oh, parade for black people. Um, then it was like the black experience. And then it was black excellence. Like, um, and then finally, I think the third meeting we ever had, I was like, this is the naming meeting. We're doing this. Cause we had to like get the Instagram channel, you know, we right, had to do some like important right. decisions. Um, what's a hashtag. Um, so I had everybody like tell us their names and people submitted online. Like my friends were like, you should call it this. There was a lot of acronyms. Like it was, should be this or this, this. Um, and in the end I made everyone close their eyes. There was like 15 people in the room and raise their hand for the one they wanted because everyone's immature and like couldn't <laughs> make a decision without <laughs> being peer pressured into like a, like they'd vote for something. And then the next time they, it was just crazy. Um, yeah. And we ended up on black joy. That's got the most votes. It wasn't unanimous by any means, but I'm a big believer that if no one's complaining or no one's got issues, you're not doing something, you're not doing anything significant. So, um, I, like I said, I wanted it to be positive. Mm -hmm. So, um, joy seemed like a space for us to be, there was a lot of conversation on should we put black in the name? Um, because it's an inclusive event. Allies are welcomed. If you want to come and celebrate the black experience of black culture in an authentic way and respectful way, please do that and know what you're coming for, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so people are like, well, you can't call it black joy because then white people will feel like they can't come. And that's a whole other interesting thing. Like, I don't know that white people have ever not been allowed to come to something. So they don't, like, right. they don't like, you know, we often, there's events and we're like, I don't feel safe in that space or I don't feel welcome. I don't know. That's not part of the white experience for the most part. Right. And so I wanted to be really diligent. Like, you can come, but you need to know what this is about. Right. You're right. You need to know yeah. what this is for. And so I wanted black in the name, regardless of what came after that. Um, and it's a parade. And so the Black Joy Parade, the just I wanted to be official. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to sound, yeah. you know, I think some of the, um, you know, now we're a week away and we've got sponsors and all these people signed up. And so it's real easy to be like, I'm supporting you. But in the beginning, people were like, who are you? What is this? Right. No, I don't have time. Um, and I think, it, unfortunately, that comes from a reputation of events not happening, um, being unorganized. 
And so that was another huge thing. It's like, if we're going to do this right, let's do it well. Um, let's like make sure that our, you know, T's are crossed and our I's are dotted, that we have the money to do things. We have, we can compensate people. We can be on timelines and schedules so that no one has any reason to not let us do this again or to doubt our people and doubt our excellence and our creativity. Um, that's the last thing we need to do is like fail. And then everyone's complaining about it. So, um, the black joy parade made it seem a little bit more like, <laughs> I don't, there's power in words. I don't know. Um, and you know, it's been a, it's been really lucky for us because I think everyone can find themselves in black joy. Mm -hmm. Everyone interprets it a little different. Some to some people it's art and music and dance. Some people it's business. Some people it's, um, you know, just bringing their family along. Um, we have a lot of people who are so excited to do something with their older people in their family. Cause there's a lot of, uh, stuff for woke millennial people, but not a ton of events for families. So, Oh yes. I'm just talking. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, telling no. you all kind of random stuff. That, yes. That brought up a great point because I was thinking of like festivals and concerts and things that I want to go to. And you're absolutely right. There's nothing that I could bring my mom and my aunts out to. They don't want to go as much as I am excited <laughs> to go to um, Afropunk. That's not their scene. You right. know, right. And they're... Like, so, I'm not about yeah. to take my parents to Coachella and talk them out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, um, yeah, you know, everybody, kids and older people, and there's something for everybody there. And um, black love is so important and being together and black family, um, black fathers. Like, I'm really excited to just watch everybody be out there and be so beautiful. So, yeah, that's why Black Joy, the Black Joy Parade. So I had, a, I had a question, like an entrepreneurial question. Too. Yeah, so, sure. One, do you consider yourself a black woman entrepreneur? And then <laughs> you're shaking your head. But I was like, we do. <laughs> um, and then two, um, I saw on your Facebook that you guys did a crowdfunding campaign, yeah? Yeah. For mm -hmm. it. So if you could speak a little bit to that, especially for our listeners, because that's a really big way yeah. for funding projects and businesses and things. How um, so I will sit here and be like, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I also think most black women just by nature were entrepreneurs because that's just what it is. Like mm -hmm. we have to make our own way. Um, I didn't, don't come from an entrepreneurial background. I've always worked for companies, always worked for ad agencies. Um, I now work for one of the biggest, com biggest companies in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am in the, even within those companies, um, find my own lane, create my own space a lot. Uh, make up your own job if you want to do something different. And I'm a big believer that it's a lot to start a business, more power to women like you guys who are brave enough um, to take that on. But don't think that just because you don't start your own business, you can't be an entrepreneur. You can find your own space and your own lane within companies. Um, and oftentimes they're even more rewarding because you have the resources and the backing of a company, but you get to do something you're super passionate about. So this, um, I'm not in politics. I'm not a community organizer. This parade, I've learned so much. I can't even, people who do this like all the time, their whole lives, they're gifts from God, you know? <laughs> uh, seriously, no, for real. Um, yeah, I, so no, I don't consider myself an entrepreneur, but that doesn't mean that I'm not. I just, I, I've never thought of myself that way, I guess. Um, the crowdfunding thing is tricky. It's the thing everyone tells you to do. Like, 
It's really challenging. Um, I think it's easy to think that you can start something and it'll go viral with quote unquote viral, right? Things don't actually just go viral. Everything you've seen viral has money behind it. Um, yes. it. It starts with your network, who you know. Um, the first person to do is my mom and she still to this day is like the hands down largest donator to that thing. Um, and then my mom told her friends and I told my friends. I text messaged, not even emailed, text messaged yes. all my friends talking about, if you don't give to my campaign, I'm not your friend. <laughs> like they, you know, I had to call some people like, did you donate to my campaign? Did you donate to my campaign? Um, and you feel like a hustler, you feel like a salesperson, but they want to support you, just forget, or, you know, they don't have any money or whatever. Um, it's, it's work though. Know that it's a campaign, right? It's not like you just put it up there and make it happen. You got to like hustle and email and, um, you know, we had a goal of 50,000. We are at 15,000 today. So we didn't even get close to what I wanted to raise on there. Um, that money will help. It's helping a lot. It helped fund the beginning of this. Like how do we get off the ground? How do we buy a website? How do we, um, but it's a lot of work and know that, um, if you're going to take it on, you got to be committed to it. You can't just, like I said, put it up there. Um, but it can be really rewarding. I mean, it's really cool when you see people donate you don't know because then you feel like somebody told somebody told somebody, right? right? Yeah. Because um, I'll tell you, for the first four months, I knew literally every single person on there. <laughs> like, I could have called them personally. and like, thanks for the $5. Thanks for the $10. Um, so, yeah, they're important. I think they're a really good way to raise money. Um, but another thing I'll say is you have to have an idea. I see a lot of GoFundMes and Kickstarters that have, like, a concept you know, they have a theory about something, but you don't actually know what you're funding. You don't actually know right. where the money's going. And that also helped with the name, the Black Joy Parade. Like, you're giving to a parade. We are having an event. It's February 25th. Like, you can come and witness how your money was spent if you want to. Nice. That's important. You know, we're going to fulfill our gifts. We said, if you give over $50, you'll get a T-shirt. Like, we're going to actually do that. Um, that's important so people feel like they actually have a stake in it. They know where their money's going. They feel a part of it. And also, so you have their support in the long term so that if you were to do something else even fundraising or just needing volunteers or whatever they trust you and know that you'd come through so when you sit down and decide like should I do a campaign be like am I going to really commit to this for six months and beyond like am I going to be on it because it's work for sure what has been some of your challenges in organizing this parade? <laughs> because I'm not going to lie, when I saw it and I said, parade, <laughs> I hope, does she have a friend at the city, <laughs> at City Hall? I do or now. I do now. someone <laughs> who has helped her get city permits and licensing? Because that in itself is a challenge. So what have been some of the biggest challenges in organizing this parade? So... Those are kind of two questions. So I do have friends at City Hall now, but I did not <laughs> know anything about anything. When we first started this, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some people. We're going to get some drums. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. Like 30 people. It's cool. It's fine. Just walk down the street. Um, and then I'm really lucky. One of my good friends is the president of the San Francisco Pride um, Committee, Michelle Miao. She's amazing. She has a, a radio show as well. Um, I had dinner with her in the beginning was like, is this crazy? And she was like, yes, but <laughs> you can make it happen. Um, one of the very first things I did was hire an event producer. And that is the 
number one recommendation and number one lesson learned, don't try to be good at things you are not good at naturally. <laughs> like there are professionals out there who know how to do everything you need to do. You need to make relationships and find those people. You need to not be so close to the chest. Like I've never done anything like this. Um, and I've learned so much along the way from people I never even knew I'd needed. Right. right. Um, you can learn alongside them by letting go a little bit by saying, okay, oh, I don't know how to do that, but you do. So teach me and you can run it and you can. Um, so in this process, like, I feel like I've, I have so many more skills, but also all these people have just like had a place to shine their own talents um, that I know how to do. So we have an event producer on board who helps me with permits. Um, he, they're contracting out all of the like bathrooms, <laughs> like tents and like the things that I would never know how to do. So I'm very, very blessed um, to have them on, on staff because um, I'd be lost. And I think one of the biggest challenges is that when you do let go, when you do find all these experts to help you, is managing all of them. Um, running a parade, it, it, I'm sort of like running a business in some ways. There's four different teams. There is a marketing team. There is an events team. There is a logistics team. There is a volunteer team. You are a CEO. There's a music team. There's, um, and to be able to like lead them all, quote in very loose quotes, because they're don't really need a leader, but to keep tabs to make sure I know what's everything and that they're all talking to each other and so everyone's on the same page. Um, it just takes time. It takes energy. It takes organization. Um, I'm type A, so organization comes really natural to me, but no one can make up time. Like you can't invent, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. And that's really challenging. I have a full-time job. Also, I have friends, you know, I'd like to not be fat. Like I like to eat healthy and work out sometimes. Um, some things just got to fall by the wayside <laughs> once in a while. And um, th I think that's really challenging. I think most entrepreneurs would say the same thing that like, there's just not enough, to, there's not enough time in the day to do all the things you want to do and finding good people who can help you is is everything. Yeah, I love that. I love your tip of getting the event manager because now I'm like, I'm like, we're going to need a crowdfunding person. Yeah. And there's people <laughs> like, so one of the questions I always get is like, how did you raise the money outside the GoFundMe? Um, and, you know, we got sponsorships and grants. Grants are amazing. Also, there's so many grants out there. Like, people want to help. Um, and the sponsorship tip, like, that takes, that's a full-time job, like going out and knocking on doors and sending emails and calling companies and like stalking other events to be, see who sponsored them. There's people who are paid to be fundraisers. That's all they do for a living. Um, and they take commission. Um, I didn't hire any of them because I didn't know that until now, until a few weeks ago, but, um, they take commission on everything they earn. And again, like they're good. They have lists. They have know how to call. They know how to approach. They know what to ask. Um, you can learn from them how to do it, but also you can not, be have the burden of like it all being on you right so and everything you ever needed someone and and someone in the black community also I will say like the talent within our community is crazy yeah you just got to take the time to find those people you know what do you see is the future of the black joy parade oh, <laughs> just to give you guys a visual she like cut her <laughs> eyes <laughs> <laughs> so to Paige who is in the room so Paige among others is constantly <laughs> pushing me and asking me this question which I avoid every time because it stresses me out <laughs> to okay. think about we're like a week away from something that I never imagined would be what it's going to be um, knock on wood that it will be 
uh, let alone like subsequent years or different locations. Someone's asked me to come to Birmingham the other day and I'm like, what? So I don't know. I don't know. Um, Paige is giving me great advice to like, let the blessings come to me. (laughs) Like, I think it will reveal itself eventually. I will tell you what it won't be. It won't be a conference. I'll tell you that much because there's so many conferences and all the conferences are dedicated to something specific. And that's great. But so much about the Black Joy Parade is that everyone can find their own space in it. Um, It is not exclusive at all uh, to any particular type of black person. Um, Also, it's a celebration that does not happen in a hotel lobby. Okay, (laughs) like that happens out in the streets with music and dance and color and vibrancy. Um, So it might become something that happens more than a day, but it'll never become a conference. You'll never have to buy a ticket. It'll always be free. That's another thing that I'm really committed to. Um, I want to make sure that everybody feels welcome to come. And um, however, given those sort of like foundational principles, um, whatever it morphs into is great. I love the idea of going to other cities. I love the idea of having it every year. Um, if it gets bigger and bigger, how that will manage that, I have no idea. But I'm going to take Paige's advice and like let it reveal itself and be open to the blessings. Yeah. What do you guys think it should become? That's a better question. Black Joy Parade Atlanta. Black Joy Parade, <laughs> Chicago, Black Joy Parade New York, Black Joy Parade, Parade Just V. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I know like a bunch of black women dancing in the street. Yes, yes. That's like my goal. that sounds great. Yeah, I'm a da- I love dancing. I know. I just envisioned so many things. So I went to Mardi Gras last year oh, for the yeah. first year, and when you were describing how you wanted to look and feel, I was like, it's like. Mardi Gras, but for black people, and I, I don't know, I just envision like you connecting maybe with like the Zulu parade mm-hmm. during Mardi Gras and having something yeah. involved in that. And yeah, I, don't know. I think what would be really cool about other cities is every city's got its flavor. Like mm-hmm. next Sunday will be Oakland, you know what I mean? Like right. it'll have Bay flavor all day. Um, but if you go to like New Orleans or you go to Atlanta or Los Angeles, like it would have a Black Joy has a different flavor. And, and I also think as generations change, you know, like if we did do it every single year, Black Joy 10 years from now, different than Black Joy now, just like it would have been different 10 years ago, ago, right? right? Um, and that's sort of part of why I'm hesitant to talk about it, because I don't even know. I, like I said, I didn't know it would be what it is. And did we even know as black people we'd be where we are today? Um, some, some of us thought we'd be further along. Some of us are amazed, you know, like. I remember complaining to my granny about everything and she was like, girl, we live through slavery. Like you need to get over yourself. You know, every generation has their thing. Every generation has their joy. And, um, we, we can't predict that. All we can do is like work hard and be together and love each other and keep pushing forward as we always do and stay strong. And then like what happens is what happens. Um, you know, we can't be future tellers, although black Panther seems like the future, but we shall see. (laughs) I love that. It's kind of celebrating all of it, the good, yeah. the bad, the everything that encompasses being a black person. It's just like, let's just celebrate it, all of it. I have one more question. <laughs> um, what? So here at Just Be, we're very big on community and having a community help each other and help each other grow. What do you need from your community to help you uh, grow the Black Joy Parade, if you would like for it to grow? Come to the parade. (laughs) That's the first thing. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, Jadena, I'm so excited about Jadena. And I'm like, do you know how many other people are in this parade? Like, show up on time. 
it starts at 1230. There are so many community um, organizations. There's so many kids in the parade who need to see your face. They need the support. They need to perform in front of you, whatever that means. Um, please show up for them. That includes, we have two stages at the festival part. Um, one is all poetry and spoken word. Uh, please listen to their words. They're wise words. They're beautiful words. They work really hard as spoken. And I mean, honestly, like the spoken word and poetry situation in Oakland is second to none. So you should just go out there and hear their voice. Um, there's a tons of vendors, um, you know, I'm not asking you to spend a lot of money, but like if you're gonna spend it with black owned vendors, like, you know, buy their jewelry and their wares and their food. And um, if you got to go one extra block, like walks one extra block to support each other. Um, that's all that we're asking. This, like I said in the beginning, like this event isn't about you being something that you're not. It's not about you changing or anything. Just come as you are um, to support each other. And that's all we ask. And I think if we all do that, it'll be a success. And then, you know, we can continue that and continue that and continue that momentum um, through the future and it'll become what it's supposed to be. But that's it. It's not come excited. Maybe wear bright colors or not. If you want to wear all black, you can do that too. Like, I don't really care. Or you can wear all white too. You can like, you know, do the, do the black Sunday white. white situation. A lot of people will be coming from church, so you don't even got to change. You wear your church hat. You can wear heels. Yeah, yeah, whatever whatever you do. And bring your friends, bring your family, bring the kids, bring the elders. Um, that's all. We're not asking much of people. Hopefully, it's not much. Please don't drive. That is something I am asking of you. <laughs> there will be Take no, par- there will be no parking. The There's two BART stations very nearby, 12th Street and 19th. Please don't drive a car. That's good advice. <laughs> um, I think, well, we can close out with the question that, Camila, you had before. Um, maybe each of us can go around and share um, one thing that's bringing us black joy right now. I have a guess of what it might be. <laughs> <laughs> but we all probably have the same answer. I'll think of okay. something else. Wait, I'll what is it? Else. Oh, um, I know what it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll think oh, of it. Now we're answer. playing taboo. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> we can say the same thing and maybe talk a tiny bit about it. But um, just to wrap up, we can close out with that. So. So. Yeah. What's bringing you black joy? Why do I have to go first today? I've been okay. talking so much. <laughs> I will go first. What is bringing me black joy so much? This conversation is bringing me black joy. I love speaking with people and learning about what they're doing and what's helping them grow and going from there. Um, Obviously, Black Panther is bringing me black joy uh, (laughs) this weekend. I went and saw it yesterday morning, and then immediately after, I went and picked up all the babies. In my family, and was like, we're going to see Black Panther. Everybody, round up the kids. And so you saw it twice, also. So I saw it twice as well. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's that's bringing me Black Joy right now. All right. What is bringing me Black Joy right now? Of course, is also the Black Panther film. I have to. I feel like I have to tell my story, but I'm going to combine it with a new thing, which is also my partner, my boo. Um, is black and he is from Michigan originally and um, and he did buy tickets at 10 p.m. after I did like a 10 hour work day so <laughs> I really rallied and I was super hype I was like in the house like dancing like we're about to go see Black Panther and um, but then of course I like crashed and couldn't stay awake towards the end just because like I literally my body was like literally like you're done you're done it's shut down time this is awesome but you're it's time to go to bed so i have to see it again for sure but um we got a secret surprise we saw the 10 o'clock showing at the grand lake theater Mm. and this um white guy comes out 
um, onto, the, onto the front after we've seen the previews on the stage. And he's like, hello, I've worked here for 30 years. And, you know, introduced himself. And we're like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> we're like, and the movie, right? And then he's like, yeah, and now I would like to introduce the director of the movie. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I knew he showed up, but I didn't know it was at Grand Lake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we, we were like stuck. We were like, Wait, did he just say the director? Is that what happened? And then Shona Ryan Coogler walks out and we like, what? We, just go, we just go crazy and we're like, ah. Um, and then Ryan Coogler comes out and shares about his um, experience coming to the Grand Lake as a kid and like why he That's wanted amazing. to be here that, to that night and like, you know, um, and that was just extra, extra heartwarming. And then um, and then he was like just talking about what it meant for him as being from Oakland, all this stuff. And then he was like, all right, there's a few teasers or like teasers. What do he say? A few treats for you guys, like in the film or whatever. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. I don't know what that means. But then when the opening scene came yeah. out and I don't know, I guess we probably shouldn't break. We shouldn't reveal. Or what's it called? Like spoiler alert. Thank spoiler. you. No spoilers. No, no. Forget that. Spoiler alert. If your <laughs> ass has not seen Black it's Panther Sunday, by right? the time we post yeah. this podcast, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. This is going to be a spoiler alert. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I love how I just I seen, I've seen it twice and it's Sunday. <laughs> so if you haven't like, even seen yeah. it one time. I love like, how there's like permission. We got um, issues. Uh, so anyways, so essentially the opening scene is like 1992 Oakland and we just like went insane. Yeah, like the room cool. was like, what? And it, it's cool how the letters like to show you're like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's good. I mean, it was just, oh, it was beautiful. And for yeah. me as it, I'm a, I am a blurred, I'm a self-proclaimed blurred. I'm a black nerd. My boo <laughs> is a black nerd. My family is nerds. They play video games. Um, and to see like the hood represented in mm -hmm. Marvel and like, was nuts. it was just, yeah. I mean, Oakland in particular, but also just like the hood, it was just like, <sighs> it just felt so good. And it also immediately was like, this is for us. Like yeah. all my friends and I were like, this is for us. This is for us, you guys. Like it was like, and my, my homegirl and I were like, conda. Like, you know, so we're ready. And like that. Oh my gosh. That is, um. It, and, and as an entrepreneur, I just, as a creative, I was like, cool. Like, to, yeah. see, to have Ryan come out, and I'm sure it's very fortuitous. Like, we're very woo-woo and spiritual. So, like, for me, I was like, okay. I think the universe is like, keep going. Don't freak out, entrepreneur. You know, every day, I'm yeah. like, freaking out. Like, I'm about to quit. I mean, it, he's but, been on a long journey. It's not like he woke up and made Black Panther. Oh, you yeah. Know? Right. But just to have him be at, my, at the screening and just, like, it's, it's it was just... I just love like that black creatives are unapologetic, yeah. unapologetically creating their, putting their mark on it. And like you said, with like the Black Joy Parade in 2018, a lot of spiritual healers and my mom are saying, and my mom is a spiritual healer, <laughs> are saying that um, 2018 is the year of the creative mm. and just to follow your dream right now. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like it's it's showing up in all kinds of ways, and just to trust it. Um, trust the magic so for me I was like okay all right all right I'm gonna keep going <laughs> yeah um, yeah it was really beautiful yeah that's dope actually I'm like I should have went to Grand Lake um yeah I mean the same but I think something really specific about Black Panther and what's happening in culture is that we are just out there like we're not afraid to be black you know, we're not afraid to like be black in every form, whether that's a, a black nerd, whether that's someone's into superheroes or movies or creative or business or whatever it is. Like we're starting to think of our blackness as an asset mm -hmm. and it's always been an asset, but no one's ever 
it, it hasn't been right. Like it's actually worked against us or been held against us in so many ways. And for us to be like, no, actually, and I'm black, you know, like mm-hmm. actually, and this is, this is a something that I'm bringing to the table and with it comes so much soul and energy and, um, beauty. And I'm so excited about that. And just, I'm saying my like social media was so lit this weekend. It was just like black beautifulness, every single post and people just so proud and so happy. And, um, I'm excited that a movie can light that up, but I don't think it's just this movie. I think we've been on a journey and, um, the time has come, you know, and the movie is just like giving us something to put forth. But I think a lot of stuff is happening, um, all around us. That's just letting us be ourselves and comfortable. I was like talking to someone the other day and he was like, you know, when you, um, walk in a room and it's just all black people and you're like, Oh, what's up? Like you just feel welcomed. Right. I don't even know if it's that they're black. It's that you feel welcomed. It's you feel included and you feel loved. Right. And mm-hmm. unfortunately that's only happened for us in spaces with mostly black people. Um, I'm excited about, I'm excited for us to like, keep that energy happening so that no matter where we are, we feel welcome. No matter where we are, we feel love. Even if there's only one other black person in the room, we can still be positive and vibrant and like unapologetically ourselves. And, um, black Panther seems to be doing that for a lot of people. I hope the black joy parade does that. Um, but there's lots of other things that are happening in the world. We just got to elevate them and be part of them. So yeah. Also, some very fine men in that movie so oh my god it's bringing me lots of black joy i mean i'm like (laughs) he has to be be in the white though when he was in the white even marcel was like ooh yeah right boyfriend he was like ooh he was like i was like you need to get one of those (laughs) (laughs) like i'm gonna need you to see that tomorrow (laughs) no when homie had took off his shirt to fight and had all those scars i was like i'm disturbed and turned on (laughs) don't know what to do about this right now Oh, I'm like, oh, you're horrible for killing those people. Why do you look so fine? <laughs> oh, Take you with all those scars. All those scars, yeah. Thank you very much. I forgive you. Yes. <laughs> I forgive you. Whatever you did, I forgive you. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For Thank you for having us me and letting us interview you. This is so great. I'm looking forward to the parade. I will show up on time, which Thank is sometimes you. a problem. Twelve thirty, February twenty fifth. Because you said um, it. Let me just tell you, we started. Most parades start at ten, and I was like, absolutely not. Black people like to sleep. They like to go to church, so we will be starting after lunch. <laughs> so intentionally, twelve thirty. Don't make me, don't make people talk about us. Okay, guys, like, <laughs> show up. We got to get it there on time, everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and just be, we'll be out there in our booths. Yep. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah we stop will, by the booth. We will have to be there earlier than 1230, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a morning person. I'm up like. Yeah, stop by the Just Be booth while you're there. Um, visit everybody. Say hi. Smile. It's going to be beautiful. Yes, buy some things. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. listening to our show please leave a five-star rating and a positive review and don't forget to share us with your friends because you know at least one black woman entrepreneur and you know they're gonna love us so you can find us at justbeoak.com 
and on all the social media as Just Be Oak. You can find us individually as at FTD Collective, at Azteca Negra, and at Rich and Riot. Awesome. And we would like to do a few thank yous. First, we'd like to thank United Roots and Green Eyed Media for our recording space and equipment. We'd also like to thank our beat makers, Brother Ajman and Vinnie Bells. And we'd like to thank y'all, our listeners. Y'all are so awesome. Gracias. You can find all the info from today's show in our show notes. Just look below. And we will see y'all next week. Holla. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>